I'm Brett Chang. And I'm Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Thursday, January 27th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech all in less than seven minutes. Brett, something funny happened. And I mean like really funny, not just like dad funny. Are you ready? Okay. <laughs> That's setting the bar really high, but I, so I'm excited to hear it. <laughs> okay. Let me lower it a bit, but it, it does relate to the peak and something we covered. I was dropping the kids off of school and I saw one of the other dads wearing a bench sigh hat. And I knew exactly what that was and that they had had a big week. And I said, Hey, big week for you guys. And he said, what are you talking about? I said, Oh, we covered it on the peak daily. And I just sent him a link to the show. He said, thank you. Well, that's great to hear. I hope he becomes a consistent listener now. But yeah, it's always fun to hear about people listening to the podcast or learning new things from us or us telling other people that we covered their company. It's just one of the fun parts of making this thing every day. It is. It's fun. I didn't know a lot about BenchSci and now I do. And I like that it's not just BenchSci. It's actually a trend going on in Canada around AI and biotech. So I am smarter for having done this podcast. So there's that. And I have to say, this is now we're going to plug... But if you are also feeling smarter because of the Peak Daily, please do review the podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. If you review it, it helps more people find out about it and, and grow our audience. And so we'd, uh, we'd really appreciate it. Brett, aside from shameless self-promotion, what do we have for Peak Dials today? I, I have no shame about that. For our first story, CN's new CEO. And for our second story, Battle of the Banks. And for our third story, it's very unfashionable. For our first story... Canadian National Railway named a new CEO after an activist investor waged a months-long campaign for the railroad to juice up its financial and stock performance. Brett, 2021 was a crazy year for CN. Give us a little bit of an update of what's going on with Canada's biggest train companies. Okay, so some background for those who weren't paying attention to this, but CN was actually one of the bidders for the big U.S. rail company, Kansas City Southern, but they lost out to CP for the deal. That's Canadian Pacific. And now Canadian Pacific is North America's largest train company. Uh, and after losing TCI fund management, CN's second biggest shareholder began pressing for leadership and operational changes. And soon after the failed takeover, TCI wrote a 102-page document calling for changes CN should make, including swapping out existing board members with ones who had more railroad experience, replacing CEO Jean-Jacques West from, with former COO Jim Vina, who has more railroad experience. And it appears that CN is responding with the hiring of Tracy Robinson. Now, Robinson knows a thing or two about railroads after spending 27 years at rival Canadian Pacific Railway. And now she'll step into the CEO role next month. CN appointed TCI management to two of the railroad's board seats as part of the settlement that prevents a proxy fight and ends a long period of uncertainty over the leadership of one of North America's largest railroads. So Jay, what's next for CN Rail? Well, Robinson's experience at CP and her most recent role at TC Energy, who we talked about yesterday, may help turn around the railroad's operations and in turn its stock price. Now, departing CEO Rowest said Robinson's experience in the energy sector might help the railway take advantage of transporting things like blue hydrogen. In preparation for the role, Robinson said she's also begun learning French to better communicate with CN Railroad's francophone employees. Well, and this might come in handy because as we heard on the Peak Daily a few months ago, when Air Canada CEO Michael Rousseau landed himself in hot water over his, let's say, limited French ability, I think it's good for every CEO of a national Canadian company to really beef up their Francais. Is this going to become a standard line in the press release announcing new CEOs in Canada that someone is learning French somewhere? Yeah, I think it'll have to be. <laughs> for our second story, the latest company to enter the war between fintechs, startups, and tech giants for talent, big banks. 
Jay, if the Canadian talent market wasn't already hot enough, what do Canada's big banks have in store? Well, so part of the shift to digital focus strategy, now TD wants to hire 2,000 tech workers in 2022, six times more than the number of tech hires they made last year. TD's search for more tech talent is driven by the Toronto-based bank's shift to an operating model that's more tech-centric during the pandemic, increasing their need for people skilled in cloud computing, AI, and agile project management. TD did not say how much it's spending on the new tech hires, but plans to hire across Canada. And I guess it's important to put this in context. So tech is becoming increasingly critical as banks look to artificial intelligence and software to gain an edge over competitors in nearly every facet of the business. And beyond just the financial industry, the banks are actually competing against other big companies, which also want to attract this top talent, including startups and big software companies. And in an interview with Bloomberg, RBC CEO Dave McKay said he sees the bank's ability to recruit top talent as a key concern for 2022. According to McKay, the bank has never faced more competition for talent and particularly acute in engineering, AI, data mathematics, and the coding space. And it's not going to get any easier with TD now committing to hire 2,000 new workers in, in this year alone. So Jay, what's the big picture outlook for tech talent in Canada? Well, a common complaint of Canadian entrepreneurs has been the difficulty in attracting engineers to work on their smaller startups. They claim that this is one of the main roadblocks for their growth and a major reason why many companies relocate down south. And with TD and RBC's fight for talent, this problem might only get worse. For our third and last story, you know you're doing something right or horribly wrong, I guess, when the Federal Trade Commission starts paying attention as the FTC find fast fashion behemoth Fashion Nova for suppressing specific reviews. Brett, fashion, you're going to have to take this one. Yeah, well, it's Fashion Nova, and it's all the rage on TikTok. And the company specializes in the sale of affordable, fast fashion items. You can think of it as like H&M, but only online. And the company got in trouble by the FTC for withholding hundreds of thousands of lower-starred, more negative reviews from its site from 2015 to 2019 in the middle of the company's most significant period of growth. The FTC argued that suppressing a product's negative reviews prevents customers from making an informed decision before they buy a product. Jay, I'm getting some interesting ideas in here for our podcast reviews. <laughs> Fashion Nova agreed to pay $4.2 million to settle the allegations, but says the FTC's allegations are, quote, inaccurate and deceptive, end quote, and that the fast fashion retailer fixed the issue as soon as it became aware of it. Brett, is Fashion Nova's unfashionable find part of a bigger trend here? Well, it may well be. The agency issued new guidance for online retailers and review platforms for collecting and publishing reviews to avoid misleading customers in the future. Now, despite some questionable marketing tactics and labor practices that have drawn the ire of critics, fast fashion doesn't appear to be slowing down. Gen Z fast fashion giant Shein, which also happens to be one of the world's fastest growing e-commerce companies, has revived plans to go public in the US. But keep an eye on those reviews. That's all I can say. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to and only daily Canadian business news podcast in the country. If you've got a second one out, follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a real review. Real. We'll, we'll, we'll leave them all up, even if it's bad. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. As always, thanks to Dale Richardson and 306 Media Productions for putting together this episode. Thank you, Dale. Thank you, Brett. And we really will leave them up because we just cannot afford a $4.2 million fine from the FTC. I also don't know how to take them down. If I knew, maybe I'd consider it. I'll have to be honest. With <laughs> have you. a good day, Brett. You too. 